If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Welcome to the Colossians 3.1 podcast. Whether you've been a Christian your whole life or are new to the faith, we invite you to join our discussion as we dive into theology, objections to the faith, common questions, and hot topics in an effort to better know, love, and follow Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to the Colossians 3-1 podcast. I am uh, one of your hosts, Jared Jernigan, and with me going around my around the table to my right is Barrett Jackson. Go host, what's up? <laughs> and uh, next we have Dr. <laughs> Sam Draper. Hoy hoy. And with, next to him we have Zach Rimsberg. Hello all. The Oh, Zachary. you're doing a V, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, Zachary. Hey, Zachary. So, hey, we have yes. a few spares. <laughs> yes. I think I am an A. I used to think I was the, huh? but then I was doing some searching, and it seems like there, there may be a doppelganger out in Oregon somewhere. Oh, I, don't okay. know. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I didn't know what doppelganger was until maybe a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. All right. Get <laughs> <laughs> right. to know, Barry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, save it. Do that later. <laughs> so uh, we uh, tonight uh, gonna after after last week's kind of break, uh, you know, getting to know me, uh, we are gonna get into I think maybe a little bit heavier stuff. We are uh, talking about sin. Obviously, uh, yeah, we got the, to know Jared. Now we're gonna talk about sin. Well, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe that was a perfect segue. <laughs> um, so we have some other questions that uh, we want to get to, uh, namely, uh, is is all sin equal? But um, I think we probably need to start with kind of a baseline of what is sin. Mm. So I have a few notes here. I don't know if anybody else wants to run with that for right now. Well, why don't you go? What... Okay. Well, uh, first of all, big assist here to the Bible Project, as I was kind of, uh, I'm a big fan of that. I've advocated for it on, on here before. Um, as I was looking today, I immediately found one of their videos and. I like the description, you know, some of the things they have to say pretty well. Should you make a disclaimer that we're not paid or... Yeah, we are not paid by the Bible Project, uh, you know, so... Um, Nor are so, we paying them. No, no, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. So, uh, so uh, when the Bible talks about sin, uh, there are two primary words. The Hebrew word, uh, kata, I can't do that, K-H, Hebrew, Yiddish <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, Sam's good at it. Um, very, very good. And then the Greek word, hamartia, and I have no idea if I did that one right. Hamartia. It does. It's hard. But but they both basically mean to fail, to miss the mark. Because sin at its most fundamental is us falling short of of God. You know, we're created in God's image, and when we fall short of that, that's that's when we sin. Agreed. That's such an interesting phrase though, fall short of God. And it's something I've heard my whole, my whole life, and I think I understand it, but when I really think about fall short, I just feel like it could be said better. Okay. <laughs> well, it is It is from Romans, so um, turning there. Is that, that, you get old? Is that because that's verbatim fall short? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I mean, there is. Yeah, you, uh, I all think I know where he's going. Yeah. Fall short of Three, the glory of God. Um, yeah, if I can talk and turn the Bible at the same time. Uh, but yeah, Romans uh, 3.23. So, yeah. Uh, 
Starting verse 22, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the idea is there is this standard and we and we fall short so what comes to my mind is uh you know the olympics where they're doing the uh the pole vaulting mm. and the, the standard the bar is high up there and you're trying to clear the bar but yeah. it's just just short okay but but there is another thing with that is yes that is the biblical word yes that is correct but there's there's it seems kind of passive like um oh yeah i was trying but i just didn't get there Hmm. but then there's other terms for sin that are far more uh like wickedness iniquity rebellion that it's not just I'm trying and I'm not getting there, but I'm deliberately going the opposite direction. You know, I am rebelling against God. God said no, I said yes. Or God said do this, I said no, I'm going, I'm running away. Um, and so there, there are these these differences. Um, and you know sometimes we are in good faith like you know i want to follow jesus i want to do the right thing um somebody cuts me off in traffic and before i can you know suddenly you know in my thoughts in my heart you know it's going to go into angry places um but then there was times in my in my life in particular where i was uh in an active addiction doing things i knew were wrong i wasn't like deceived by it's like this is wrong this is evil but i'm doing it and i can't stop okay um so i mean no i was just thinking about i i got distracted by your illustration (laughs) because i love your illustrations i was thinking randomly today i was trying to explain something to somebody and i go I need to like phone a friend, but it's always like phone a Sam illustration. Like I just, I need a, I need a quick key illustration. <laughs> Sam's so good at, is, yeah. at illustrating. And I hate when I'm like, I got nothing. I hear Sam. I'm like, why can't I think of that? He's so genius at these illustrations. I can't. <laughs> Listeners, if you could see, if you could have seen Zach's face when Sam brought up the, the, the pole vault team, it was, it, it really hit home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I like what you were saying about the standard, the illustration about the standard. And because and, I think sometimes it is passive aggressive or just passive in general that this we just miss the mark, right. you know, or we yeah. fell short. But, you know, harmartia is like Sam said, it's not the only word used for sin in the Bible, let alone the New Testament. It's the most popular one over sure. 200 mm-hmm. times. But it actually kind of connotes like it's actively aiming for the wrong mark. Oh, okay. You know, so you don't just miss the mark, but you are kind of like Sam said, you're, 
you know, the struggle against flesh is not against flesh, but this, 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 the spirit wages war against the flesh. This whole thing of we're constantly battling, you know, like Paul talked about in Romans sure. 7. But I wanted to just play off what Sam, uh, I'll butcher some of these Greek words. I love Greek, but I'm not, I could phone a friend for Dan Hankey on that. I have all these <laughs> phone of friends, but adikia Paul uses in Romans and James uses it. It means uh, unrighteous conduct in a, in a very broad sense. Or- Injustice. Yes. It's uh, anti, yeah. like yeah, morally wrong. No, and the dikia is justice, righteousness. Yeah. So okay. the opposite of justice. Uh, Matthew uses animos, which is translated iniquity, refers to lawbreakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anti-law. Yeah. Against the law. Um, Paul uses another word I'm not even going to attempt to send, but it's a transgressor, refers to one who oversteps the forbidden line. A law is transgressed. And then you have uh, Agnoian, I believe is how you pronounce it, another Paul. But it's actually where we get the, one of the ways we get agnostic in English, I believe, is, is kind of, it refers to ignorant worship. Hmm. But then, you know, Paul talks about uh, unrighteousness, ungodlessness. He talks about, um, how else does he describe sin? I mean, he talks about the unnatural, the incident, the perversion, disobedient, faithless, senseless, deceit, malice, greed, strife, is all things that Paul ascribes to being sin. And there's several other words that I'm not going to go through, but talk about a falling away, being a hypocrite, you know, other there's other words. But I just, I think for me, you know, not all sin I think is actively engaging in missing the wrong mark. But I think sometimes we also chalk it away to that. Oh, I just come up short. No, you you were aiming at the wrong place too. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there's yeah. just that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, illustration comes to mind there. Is Perfect. You're you at the bowling alley. You're not even in the right lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. I got a strike. Yeah, that's great. We're over here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you mentioned the the other words for sin that that brought to mind, you know, the Galatians five talks about the fruit mm. of the spirit. Yeah, uh, the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. And this is kind of the the life uh, that the Holy Spirit leads us to. But right before that, people it's it's not as popular. It doesn't go on the little Hallmark card. Talk about. Uh, verse 17, for the desires of the flesh are mm-hmm. against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for they are opposed to each other yeah. to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, so this list, the works of the flesh opposed to the fruit of the spirit. The works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I did before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, so yeah, so that's another dimension of it, like sin so when you think about a perfect standard, uh, you know, you think about, okay, a uh, $100 bill. 
you know, the, the current iteration, what's being printed by the Treasury Department or, or whatever, there's 10,000 ways to mess up a $100 bill if you're trying to force it, right? Because there's only one right way. But 10,000 ways to get it wrong if you're if you're missing okay. the, the, the mark. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what is sin? Okay, you got God's perfect standard. There's lots of ways to screw it up. Sure. <laughs> lots of ways to to mess it up. And so you have areas of sexual immorality, areas of relationship strife, areas of pride, your inner heart. You know, that's one where one area that Jesus. Oh my goodness, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus comes along and tells these Pharisees who are very passionate about keeping God's standard. And it got and Jesus says, Hey, you know, you, you think you're righteous, you think you're doing good, you're keeping the standard because you're not cheating on your wife. Mm. Well, I got news for you, buddy. No. You look at a woman with lust, you've already broken the law. Right. <laughs> the standard is so high. Um even if physically, like, I haven't murdered anybody today. Well, go me. <laughs> but Jesus said, no, the standard is, where's your heart at? Mm -hmm. So you could, you could obey the law perfectly, physically, externally, but if your heart isn't right, yeah. you've missed the mark. So maybe this is the place move into that question mm -hmm. is all sin equal is is getting angry with my brother the same as murdering my brother or to go back is missing the mark the same as aiming for the wrong mark in the first place because that's that's a tough question I think. It, it's a um, it's a yes and a no answer for me okay it's yes and that James says, if you've broken one part of law, you've broken them all. Or if you've made one sin, you've sinned all. One sin is enough to keep you from heaven. Right. Without, without Christ, sure. one sin is enough to do it. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, they're all the same in that just one apart from Jesus, and you're condemned. Yeah. However, for me at least, they're not all the same in the sense that there are different degrees of sin. And and just kind of going off of quickly, uh, and I'll let somebody else have have at it before I come back to it. But just the example that Sam just used. I mean, it, I, I believe it's First Corinthians six, possibly. Um, but Paul talks about sexual sin. He said all other sin is outside the body, but sexual sin is directed to your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Sure. And and. Several times in there, he talks about fornication, sexual morality, impurity, lust, and adultery. All this stuff is always emphasized very heavily. Um, and Sam talked about, yeah, you haven't committed adultery. That's great. Jesus said if you've lusted after a woman. Obviously, from a human perspective, though, us thinking about it and acting on it are two very different things. I think all of our wives would probably agree that thinking about it is less severe than if we act it, if we were to act on it. You know, both sure. are equal in God's eyes in terms of if you don't have Jesus, so be it. 
but you know it, it, there is a difference in yeah. in Zach's view, and I'll, I can come back to that later. Yeah, well, and I think we all agree we're not so much interested in Zach's view as the Bible's view. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair enough. But I do think Zach's view lines up with the Bible. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> so uh, I, I wanted to read James uh, that uh, that passage there. Uh, James 2, verse 8, that Zach was referring to, if you really fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you're committing sin and convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not commit murder. Mm -hmm. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you become a transgressor of the law. So speak and act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So this is in the context of a church who uh, you know, people are coming in to worship. You have poor people, you have wealthy people. They're saying, hey, wealthy people, come get the good seats. Hey, you poor people, you stand in the back or, or sit to the floor. And he says, you know, hey. The sin of partiality is is enough to get you lit the label of sinner, right? God's high standard is perfection. He says in Sermon on the Mount, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Which is why we all need Jesus, because there ain't one of us who is perfect. Not a one of us can meet that standard. Um, but and so, yeah, as to echo what Zach said, any sin is enough to fail the standard. But if you're going to sin against me, I'd rather you punch me in the face instead of stab me, yeah, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, there's you know, we in the legal system, we have levels of. We have felonies and we have misdemeanors because there's there's more consequences to more severe sins. How does God view those though? Like in, in God's eyes, you know, like what you're saying is is I get it. You uh, you cheat on a test, you're, you're you sin, right? So does he cry just much? For that is he does a murder? Is his heart broken that much? So, and I, I understand the, the worldview of, of sin. And but I think we all know the worldview can get pretty messed up from what right. God thinks. But what, does the Bible sin. tell us what our worldview should be? So, so, Jesus says the two greatest commandments of the law are what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love your neighbors. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So I think what breaks God's heart is not necessarily every, like, oh, he cheated on his test. 
but rather the relational breakdown of why does my son think that this is okay? Mm. You know, why did why does my son either not respect God's authority enough to live a life of honesty or to not respect his fellow classmates to to do the work himself and not take right. back off of their hard work. So there's there's a relational component. This isn't just legal. It's also relational. Uh, when we when we when we lie, we're breaking trust with God's family, with the children that God created. You, you know, children in the sense that every single person was created by God. So, uh, so there's that relational harm that happened because of sin, and I think that's you know more than just okay. Here's the the great big list of all the things you could possibly do wrong and the consequences. You know, like the the U.S. legal what's that U.S. legal code or right, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's there's there's harm that's done to relationships, and there's harm that's done to our own souls. You know, victimless crimes, like cheating. Let's say cheating on a test. Let's say it's, you know, let's say it was my son who cheated on a test. He didn't steal from somebody else's work, but he, he copied his script notes and and brought them. That would hurt my heart because it's hurting him. He's not, um, he's not going to learn. He's not going to meet his potential if he lives his life as a cheater um, and, and thinks that that's okay. So God and his omniscient, all-knowing, not only what's happened, why it happened in our own hearts, uh, the future consequences of it, he knows the entire breakdown and he grieves over that. I think another interesting thing, because you mentioned the word relationship, that, and I want to be really careful in how I word this, and I'll try maybe just not to emphasize it too much so nobody, you know, Paul talks about, do we go on sinning so grace may abound, right? So that, our freedom in Christ isn't an excuse to sin. At the same time, though, just like these examples that we were using, I think that sometimes believers, is, is who I'm referencing now, not non-believers, but believers get so hung up in this rotation of guilt, shame, sin, forgiveness, guilt, shame, sin, forgiveness. And I talked about this in Anchored Faith on Sunday, and, and I think Barrett and I have had long talks about this type of thing is guilt is always predicated on some sort of truth. You're guilty and you feel guilty because you did something wrong. Shame's the lie, right? That's the Satan's whispering, the blood doesn't cover that one. You know, that one, he didn't die for that. You know, there's these, but when we sin, we cheat on a test, or we break the speed limit or whatever the case may be. I think sometimes we have this idea 
And it's probably fitting that we just got done talking this last Sunday. Sam preached, I taught in class, anchored faith on God being an angry judge. Is it God just standing there with this some gavel going, there's there's a penalty, blah, 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 because he cheated on the test. And in reality, you know, God certainly, he doesn't like it when we sin, obviously, but there's no... Um, God's emotion doesn't change towards us, especially believers, because he views us through the lens of Christ. So that relationship that we have with Jesus filters everything from the Father's point of view. We're not getting beat up over everything. We ourselves step out of his glory into you know, his wrath, so to speak, or his anger. Hebrews talks about those he loves, he disciplines like a father disciplines a child. Right. So he wants to bring correction so that we can live in a life that's fruitful now here for others and for us. I mean, I think it's dangerous. It's dangerous to undermine. Oh, it's just cheating on a test. To say that as a believer is dangerous. But I think too to forget that that's not the goal. That's not. You know, we don't excuse it like Paul said. But we have Christ. Praise God. And that's how God views us. And so we can't. We can't just let this guilt cripple our faith. And and with that, you know, for the for the. Time that we have, I'll try to try to make this quick. So in the in the Garden of Eden, you know, there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in my reflecting on this, um, and you know, I was giving Zach a hard time earlier about, you know, here's Samology. <laughs> we had Zachology, now Samology here. The the knowing good and evil isn't simply a Oh, I'm aware of that. But instead, you know, that tree, the whole Garden of Eden, God planted. It's God's garden. It's God's tree. So it's a good tree because it belongs to God. It was simply off limits to the humans. And looking at that, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I wonder if it's not the tree... The issue there is deciding good and evil, which belongs to God alone. God's the one who says, this is right, this is wrong. But then we come along and say, hmm, I hear you, yeah. but consider this, I want to do it anyway. And so we eat from the tree. God said no. We say, hmm, no, it's okay. And... So the our sin, including like cheating on a test, is God says life should be over here. Here's the standard. And then we come along and say, mm, God, I don't like your standard. We're going to create our own standard. And in doing that, we are feeling what rightfully belongs to him mm -hmm. as king. We are usurping his authority for ourselves. In uh, government terms, we call that treason. When we are rebelling against the no. king, we say, no, we're going to do this anyway. And pretty much any country in this world, treason is yeah. the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And then we're surprised, but why would God do the same thing? Well, he doesn't want to do the same thing. He provides a way out. He yeah. provides reconciliation through his son, Jesus. 
So I'm going to try and, and shorten and recap what you just said and make sure I understand. Because we 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 ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we now have we we in turn made our view of sin on on our own. Yeah, yeah. We we decided we don't want God's standard. We will we will decide what's right and what's wrong. So God says, sex, one man, one woman, for life. And we come along and say, no, let let everybody do whatever they want. Or murder is wrong, and people come along and say, I'm going to do it anyway. We, so instead of submitting to God's standard as king, as the, the rightful king, he says, this is within bounds, this is out of bounds. We come along and say, we'll, we'll set up our own boundaries, God. And then we get cases like uh, the book of Judges. Everyone did what was right in his or her own eyes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the best. Yes. Can I leave us on a cliffhanger real quick? Sure. Well, that, and then I want Jared to recap. So we, but, but we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about the question was, is all sin the same? And is there degrees of sin? Okay. So I'll leave everybody listening with a, as an assignment. Okay. Jesus said to Pilate, those who delivered me to you are guilty of the greater sin. Interesting. I bet it. Okay. Well, I don't know where I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I already have an idea. I think the thing to keep in mind as we close this is I think anytime we're talking about God, about theology, to me it always it comes back to love. I think it all centers on that. You know, when we said, you know, when Jesus said, What is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God. And, you know, the second is love your neighbor as, your, as yourself, which really indirectly is loving God, because you're also loving God's fellow creation. And so, for one thing, I guess, if you're not sure about something, ask yourself that. Am I loving, you know, am I failing to love God in this? Am I failing to love my neighbor in this? Well, then I better not do it. But there is a love that trumps all that. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, Amen. praise God, his love. Can try, you know, if we accept it, can triumph over all of our times that we fail to show up. Amen. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> with that, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We will catch you on the next episode. I'm sorry, I was doing a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs>